All right, guys, season two is here. Thank you for coming back. Glad we didn't lose you. Um, just a couple shout outs. Um, you know those random nights where you have a really good dinner, but you just have no idea what to do for dessert? I need you to plant this in your brain right now. Ampersand ice cream. You, a lot of us don't even know what the and sign is. Just don't associate it with the English language. Just associate it with ice cream. They're on the corner of Echo and Weldon. New flavors every single month. Just follow them at Ampersand Ice Cream. It's literally at Ampersand Ice Cream. It's, it's the exclamation point uh, at the end of a good dinner sentence. Do yourself a favor. And once you're done eating the Ampersand Ice Cream, and you might feel a little guilty, um, head over to Certus CrossFit, um, another one of our great partners here. I love you, man. Certus CrossFit can be found on the corner of Shaw and Clovis. I personally work out there at least four times a week. I love it. They are an official CrossFit affiliate gym, um, which means for those of you that don't do CrossFit, they are legit. Um, If you have never tried CrossFit and want to, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, um, you can go in there for free, try out a class. All you need to do is email them beforehand at info at certuscrossfit.com. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks um, right. And then also, um, even if you're scared to do it by yourself, you can also bring a friend. Just let them know that they're coming. Um, Certus CrossFit, great people. Um, they're always looking for people to join their family on the corner of Shaw and Clovis. And what's that? You had a good workout, so you earned yourself a good lunch? That's where Mad Duck comes in. Two locations, Campus Point and Herndon and Willow. Really, if you're looking for the big-time atmosphere with the restaurant, a large venue, go to the Campus Point one. If you want something more intimate and close-up, go to the Herndon Willow one. It's really the choice is yours. And uh, if you happen to have a growler lying around the house, whether it's Mad Duck's growler or just any growler, they fill those up every Saturday for just 12 bucks. That's a 64-ounce growler, $12. It's robbery. The cops will not stop you. I promise. Just... Treat yourself, okay? It doesn't have to be Sunday. It doesn't have to be Monday. Any day of the week. You deserve it. And then on this episode, the first episode of season two, we had our great friend that we had just met recently, Michelle Daly. She is the founder, the creator, the lead chief of editing, whatever you want to call her. She is the founder of You Are Fresno magazine, um, which can be found at Root uh, General Store in downtown. Um, so yeah, go check it out and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Broseph Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Welcome to season two, episode one. We are back. I know you were having withdrawals. It's got to be weird to drive in the car and just not hear us. So, um, as you know, Preston is in front of me. Yeah, as always. And next to us is Michelle. What up, Michelle? Third wheeling it. Yeah. Third wheeling it. <laughs> she's the first guest to figure out that she's the third wheel and not a guest. Dude. It's about time someone figured it out. But thank you guys for listening and tuning in to season two. Um, a little bit different this season. Um, we actually have people that like us and businesses that like us too. Um, so we got some sponsors, and I hate to call sponsors because these people are actually our friends, and we've met them and talked to them and built relationships. Um, but got to give a shout out to Quesadilla Gorilla. And each episode, gosh, I already screwed that up. I said Quesadilla Gorilla, Quesadilla Gorilla, or Quesadilla Gorilla. One of the two, but not 
quesadilla gorilla, like I said the first time. Um, <laughs> I think the beauty of it is you can call it whatever you want. Yeah. They're just happy if you walk through the door. Yeah, seriously, they're freaking bomb. Um, but each week, each episode, we're going to have a quesadilla griot question of the week. And also, if you go into any of the three locations, they have one, what, downtown Fresno, um, Tower, next to Ampersand, um, and then also um, in Visalia. If you are listening in Visalia, shout out. I was born there. Hashtag Cahuilla Delta Hospital. What up? Hey, uh, remember your roots. Dude, remember. Um, if you go into any of those locations and mention that you heard this on the I Love You Man podcast, you'll automatically get 10% off of your purchase. So they'll know if you listen or not. So, listeners, the first annual quesadilla question of the episode is, when someone says VHS tape, what is the first one that comes to mind? Michelle, go ahead and lead the way. <laughs> I just caught her off guard. I know you guys can't see it, but it was great. <laughs> I was playing with the... Um. <laughs> Don't You'll never know. know. We're <laughs> not going to tell you. Oh, it's still in my hand, though. Um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is the first one that I think of. It's just a classic. It really is. I relate heavily to the Beast, um, not just for his human characteristics, his physical appearance. He's a hairy guy. I'm a hairy man, and it's just, I get it, man. I can still picture the front of that VHS. It's Belle in like a yellow dress. It's like the dancing scene, right? I just got it from my dad about two years ago. For Christmas. Um, submit so, that yeah. Father of the Year application now Absolutely. because, wow, <laughs> geez, Louise. I saw time. somewhere, yeah, you can like find copies like $500 on eBay, like in good condition. That's mm-hmm. robbery. Yeah. Gosh. The cops will get you for that. Um, I was going to have a different answer, but you just asked it, and the first thing I thought of was, do you remember any movie that was put on by Nickelodeon, came in an orange VHS? Oh, those were so cool because they were like plastic. And I remember, in. yeah, and I just thought of all the orange VHSs, like the Rugrats movie. Um, do you remember the movie Snow Day? Yes. Mm-hmm. With like young Josh, what's Josh Peck? Is that his name? I think so. Drake and Josh. Josh. Um, but anything for Nickelodeon, I, I don't know. I was just drawn to it. Three. I, I just came up with another one. But Go for it. Yet. No, let's hear Dude, it. Dude, Space Jam. Oh, oh yes. I love that. Because, interesting <laughs> yeah, story, um, it is the one movie that we never returned to Blockbuster. And I'm sure our bill was crazy high because I remember <laughs> it always had the Blockbuster sticker on it. R.I.P. Blockbuster, man. Damn. I thought Preston was going to bring up, he recently let me loan his DVD version copy of that yeah. uh, movie. And as soon as I got home, I forgot it was in my lap and I got out and it fell on the ground and it split in half. The disc was fine, but the case wasn't, and I just felt so bad because he just got it. It was some special it. edition thing, and I just had to get off my chest. Anyway, um, my VHS is Aladdin. Mm. Aladdin I must have seen a million different times. Um, that opening scene where they're in the desert and the sand turns into like that tiger with the open mouth. Sort of scary. The cave. Mm-hmm. It scared the shit out of you as a kid. Yeah. Uh, looking back on it now, you're like, oh, he's so cute. Like yeah. any other cat you want to pet. But, yeah, that's the one that comes to mind and sticks to me. So, just because I know it's just all people have been talking about all week. Who is this girl? Where would she come from? Like, they're just blowing up our messages, you know? They want to know everything about you. You're a human. You had a normal upbringing. Tell us about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, you were telling us earlier. You were telling us earlier that you went to school in San Jose. And so, I think a lot of the people that we interview here born and raised in fresno and they are all about like oh i left but then i came back i feel like your story is a little different so just the early years what was it like what were you doing how would you describe yourself 
So I do kind of have that same story because I did leave and come back. I moved here the first time before my junior year of high school, and I lived here for about four years. And then I actually went back to San Jose, and I came back about a year and a half ago. And you were you were born in San Jose? Yes, okay. I was. Okay. Yes, lived most of my life in San Jose. What and do you miss most about San Jose? Um, I think it's always just going to have that homey feeling because it yeah. was my hometown. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're doing some big things right now. They've been doing big things for like the past twenty or thirty years. Yeah, Freaking it's, it's damn. Changed. Sorry, bro. That's what, I know. I just envy. I there's all these things I was Your thinking about. Gave you this a test there after like, I said that. I, no, it wasn't like that. Like anytime I go to San Francisco, I was like, I want to meet those people that knew real estate there was just going to shoot up the way it did. Yeah. And so San Jose, I consider. I think anyone actually considers it the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And so I am always envious of anyone that was there before it became what it is now. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you could have been a spectator to like kind of the movement. And it, like it must have been cool. Yeah, it, it definitely changed, but it also, part of that change is what drove me out of it. Ah. Um, I felt like you kind of had to be an engineer or whatever to survive there. Um, I lived in my little one-bedroom apartment that I now still pay about the same price for a house See, that's here. that's wild to me. Yeah. yeah, for a house, right? That's yeah. just freaking nuts. Yeah. No, my girlfriend and I went to a Giants game like two weekends ago, and the Airbnb we were staying at crossed the street. There's an open house for a home. I guess they shared property with Mark Zuckerberg, his mm-hmm. San Francisco house. Don't limit it to one house. He's, that's just his San Francisco house. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think it was going for $10 million. Jeez. Yeah, some disgusting amount of money like that. <laughs> it's just like, that's what it's turning into. So mm-hmm. did you notice, with the people in the city, did you notice a change in who was coming there? Were people moving there? Or just personalities were changing just in regards to the movement of the city? Was that noticeable? Um, I don't think that I was involved in that enough to really notice that change. Um, I just felt like it, the city in, as a whole was becoming something that was pushing out people that that weren't at that same level. Dang, that's such a good like way to describe it. I didn't even think of it like that. I think the only ones that talk about it are the ones that were doing the pushing. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. So we don't really get the perspective like that. Do you feel like it played a role in all on who you are today? Well, I don't know. I mean, how? how? (laughs) Hello. Um, (laughs) I don't know how a hometown couldn't. Um, Of course, I think I think it did. Um, I honestly, I thousand percent don't know how to answer that question. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Sometimes it's hard to describe like your hometown because it's like the only thing you know. So it's like. Well, what's weird for me is I as soon as I leave something, I completely detach from it. Like I drive by my old high school right now. And I really have to struggle to think of like memories mm-hmm. from when I was there. Like, you know, going from class to class or the random warm up laps in PE yeah. or cross country practice running literally around the school. And I'll drive by and I feel like I don't have any sort of emotional attachment to the school, which is just mind boggling to me because that's four years of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when I drive by Fresno State, I spent even longer there and got a degree from there. And I'll drive by now and it's just like, I don't remember going to class mm-hmm. and oh, I don't know dang. if that's just me or not, but I just detach as soon as I'm done. So I don't know if that's kind of what, right, it's a hard to answer question, but as soon as that chapter's over, I really, unless there was something pivotal and life changing, I really don't have like something I can draw from, yeah. from back there. I don't know. I'm totally I opposite. <laughs> so like, what is it about Bakersfield that you missed? Yeah, I don't know. We just, uh, Olivia, my wife and I just went, we went to Disneyland this past weekend and we stopped by Bakersfield and we actually drove by my old house that like I grew up in. 
And maybe it's just because I don't live there anymore, so I can't go by whenever. But, dude, I just remember all the good memories. Get a little emotional thinking about it. (laughs) I also really enjoyed my high school years. I was pretty involved, but, I mean, I know not everyone's like that. And Mm -hmm. I was pretty, I don't know, I was your typical, like, football player jock guy, and I feel like I'm sort of going the opposite, and I don't know. Maybe that maybe that shaped you then. Okay. Maybe I'm just becoming less of the d bag football player that I was. <laughs> it's like your first steps admitting it. Yeah, you know. Um, did you have your first job in San Jose, or did you have your first job here? Um, I had it in San Jose. Oh no, I had it here. What was okay. it? If you don't mind me asking. Um, my first job here, I believe, was working at Anthropology. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you were um, going to say Starbucks, I was going to be like, oh, No, welcome. I did that at 19. Um, oh, both <laughs> me and Ramon both worked at Starbucks, so. I was only there for three months, and then I got an irreversible work injury, and I, I'm not allowed to go back, nor would I. But um, <laughs> I also Wait, worked what? at a, I worked at a small photography studio. I forgot that it was here. I always think it's in San Jose. Um, they're out of business now, I think. But I was their high school sports photographer for yearbooks. So I was about a year out of high school and I was photographing high school sports. Is that what sort of like got you into this whole like magazine thing with just like photography? Was photography your gateway drug to the magazine? (laughs) Um, I like the perspective on that. (laughs) Absolutely. It was. um, But I had that passion before I started working at the studio. Um, If anything, the studio... I ended up leaving it and working for myself for a little while and doing senior portraits and okay. doing my own um, photography because that was the time where everyone was getting into social media and wanting pictures of themselves. So I kind of dang capitalized on that. Oh huh? yeah, absolutely. Oh geez, um, smart. Yeah, but at that time, I, the main thing that started my love for photography was back in high school, and absolutely, it was part of what inspired the magazine. Did you do like yearbook then? Like, were you part of the yearbook club? Oh no, I had no friends in high school. <laughs> No, <laughs> I think everybody at some point has that point in high school where you like I didn't know anybody, and you yeah. get down on yourself. And Ab- absolutely not. And I moved here the day before my junior year, and I went to Buchanan, and I knew nobody because it was huge. It was three times the size of the last school that I had been at, and I ended up making friends with my photography teacher, who he's the reason why I'm still doing photography today. Want to shout him out? What's his uh, name? Mr. Yeah. Griffin. He doesn't work there anymore. But if I could thank him again, I would because he, he did a great job and he became my mentor when he realized that I did it on the side. He said, okay, bring in your projects. I'll critique them and I won't give you any assignments. I'll give you an A. That's and what so, a teacher should be right there. Absolutely. So he did not give me the assignments that the class was doing. I would bring it in and he was honest and he would tell me I need to do more of this or doing too much of this. Or I could always tell when he liked something because he'd look at it and then he'd just laugh. And I loved it if I could make him laugh because that meant that he had liked the photo that I'd taken. That's so funny. I think that's like anything we enjoy. Like I feel like I think it's funny. Like even when I've done music and like and I've played with other people and some somebody else does something really cool. Like my first instinct is always to laugh. I don't know why that is. Sorry, <laughs> that tangent. But like no tangents are that great. That happens all the time. You're anything. just like jam with someone and they do something like awesome and you just laugh. I don't know what it's it just is. Just a burst of joy. It was great. Yeah, I think that's the purest form of happiness. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with that period in your life, though, I feel like when someone discovers photography as their thing, it, it's just, it sticks to photography and that's all it is. And they take pictures and they put albums together. But to me. I feel like a magazine's a little different than that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there was a magazine you encountered that made you kind of like caught your eye and you're like, ooh, that'd be kind of cool if I was able to be involved 
and create something like that, that kind of art, because it's art. What you're doing is art. I don't know if anyone's if you consider it that or if it's been put in that perspective to you, but it's not a magazine to me. It's it's just a big book of art, mm-hmm. and so it's just a different form of that. And so, was there something that got you your mind? Um, I, I think I think the word magazine in general has a bad taste in its mouth, which is why I'm glad that you said that because I really don't think of it as a magazine, although that's the word that it has to be. Yeah, but, no, I get it. Um, but it has become like this journal of of art and of all the creative like that people better, that are involved. Actually. Yeah. Um, should have used that. Yeah. <laughs> you live and learn. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, but I think that for me creatively, I have always liked doing everything. I have tried everything. I like doing everything. Um, I can't paint. I, uh, that's one thing I can't do. Same. For all the people that can paint out there, awesome. Cause I don't know how to paint. <laughs> um, my mother is a fantastic painter though. Um, I don't know why she didn't pass that on. You need to have that discussion with her. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't even understand it. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. Uh, but I have always been a left-brained artist also. I was raised by an accountant and a painter, so I have the mix of both of them. Oh. So when it comes to the magazine, it really does fit everything that I enjoy. Because when I was doing photography only, um, I, it, was a, it got lonely. And I would spend so much time at home alone and editing and planning. And then I'd go out and I'd see somebody for 30 minutes to an hour and then I'd go back and I'd be alone again. And so photography by itself, I I needed more. And so with the magazine, it fell into place after a, a lot of mulling it over for about a year that I got to connect with people in person. I got to learn more about people. I got to highlight people because there's amazing people around here that, just they need to be highlighted they need to feel yeah special and um i got to write i got to design i got to do everything so it really does encompass everything that i am passionate about yeah and just so you guys know you can now pick up the magazine um they sell it at root correct yes so if you guys listen to the podcast you know we have the people <laughs> from root on mm-hmm. last season they are supplying this magazine. They have it there. Um, so you can just go pick it up. Um, issue number two just came out. Um, Ramon and I had the pleasure of going to this awesome dinner that uh, Michelle had put on. And I know, like, the pictures, obviously, you can see are from the dinner. But, um, dude, to be there in person, it was just something else. I don't even know if the pictures are amazing, but I don't know if it does it justice because... I mean, Ramon and I ate all the food that was... I, yeah, I feel like we no one was going to do it until, on our <laughs> side of the table at least, I feel like Preston and I kept talking to each other and psyching each other up to like, come on, let's do it and let's break the... We literally broke bread. Dude, there's this bread with this like flour. I don't know how you describe it, but, but like it was a just, painting on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we literally were the first ones that broke it because I don't think anyone wanted to mess up with the masterpiece. I felt like Jesus in that yeah. picture. <laughs> but it was, it was easily the most aesthetically pleasing thing I've ever been a part of. And so it was just really cool. And just for anyone that the magazine will describe it, but the dinner was a really cool thing that was put on. And it's one thing to put all these people on a piece of paper with pictures, but you know, she got us all physically there. And so, and what, there was like how many of us? Oh, like 30. It was the biggest table setup I've ever seen. I think it was about 28 people ended up going. Um, and the reason why I did that is because if I can sit here and try to make a magazine about bringing people together and about celebrating the community and creativity, but if we're not actually getting together and we're not sitting down and we're not ripping apart bread together, yeah. then I'm not actually living out what I'm trying to do. And so instead of doing a styled dinner party shoot, 
we sat down and we we had a Friendsgiving and we talked about what we were thankful for and we. It, I mean, it was something yeah. that I that I was easily forget. my favorite part when we went around the table and everyone talked about what they're thankful for. Did yeah. you notice that everyone got into a weird like golf clap afterwards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's that's a subconscious <laughs> clap, and uh-huh. the reason why I think it was subconscious is because everyone was so entranced by how transparent everybody was being Mm -hmm. like some of the things that people shared i guarantee they haven't even said to some of their closest friends Mm -hmm. but it was just this atmosphere that i largely was created by you know your vision that everyone just opened up and it was like the purest friends giving i've ever been a part of because Mm -hmm. everyone just started talking about what they're thankful for and so it had to be sort of rewarding to you to be kind of sitting there and watching it unfold it was beautiful And, and it was I couldn't I wouldn't change anything about that evening. And I I wanted it to be something that was intentional and something that we did get vulnerable and we had real conversation, mm-hmm. which is why I asked everyone to share that because we shouldn't just do that once a year. And yeah, and for I totally me, agree. I never even do that with my family on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so to hear everyone's words and to you know, to start it off with hearing where people are from, what they're passionate about, and then to hear what they're thankful for and getting inside of their heads, inside of their hearts, it it was all I could ever ask for. It was really great. And it was it was cooler to me just because even like you said, and I can kinda agree with you, if when you have Thanksgiving with your family, that's kinda like a not a mockery, but you know, like, oh, let's go around and say what we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you don't, I wouldn't have said those things in front of my family, yeah. what I said at that table. And we um, had like never met any of those people before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that kind of encompassed the whole theme of the magazine. Mm-hmm. It's just you're promoting and allowing people a spot to be themselves. And in my personal life, intentional conversation, that little phrase, somebody recently laughed at the fact that I use it. I use it very often. Mm. It's something that I'm really big on because it's really easy to not have intentional conversation. And it's really easy to also not have conversation in person these days. Yes. And to do that, I think it almost made it easier that people didn't know each other very well. And I think people let down a lot of guards because of that. I think that the wine helped. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. in any scenario. <laughs> Thank you, Kingsford, for my <laughs> Shouts out. But, um, yeah, I, 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 want, I already want to do it again. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, have you had a moment yet where you see someone with your magazine and they don't know that, you know, you're the, what would you consider yourself, editor-in-chief? I mean, you're the whole team. If there was a building, you'd be the only one in it. <laughs> See, you just gave away the biggest secret. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that people know that it's only run by one person. And that's been something that I haven't, I haven't meant to be deceitful about. Um, I think that part of it has been kind of an intimidation factor of I don't know how people are going to perceive it when they realize it's only one girl that's never worked for a magazine before and is just kind of doing it. And, you know, there's so many different publications out there that have a full team and can do things that I couldn't even fathom. And so to be like this one person doing it, I wasn't really sure how that was going to be received. And also it doesn't feel like just me because there's so many people involved. There's so many people contributing. There's so many people that I get to work with and get to know and have made friends from that it still doesn't feel like it's just me. But um, I never have. The most fun one that I had was at a pop-up at the Urban Umbrella. And sweet girl, she had said, I can't wait to meet her. And I said, who? And she said, the editor behind the magazine. And I was like, oh, it's me. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And that was really fun because I think I've, don't realize how much I haven't made it clear that it is me. And I don't know 
that I would change that either though. Yeah. I sort of like that approach, like being able to like, I call it the, uh, the Daft Punk approach. Like if you saw them in person, you would oh, notice I like them. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. Uh-huh. Even though they make this amazing music, like you would never know who they are if they're out in public. But um, that was actually the first place I met you. Yeah. When I bought the first issue. And if oh, you, I thought you were going to have like a Daft Punk concert. <laughs> yeah, like, when I met you at that? a Daft yeah. Punk concert. And, I actually uh, don't, I don't know any this? Daft Punk songs. Oh. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> One more time. That oh, was spot on. Sorry. Then I wouldn't but, go to a concert. Yeah. <laughs> but you did know what song that was off that impression. Because actually I just heard it yesterday at a restaurant. My boyfriend and I went out to eat for lunch and it came on and he did that same voice. Yeah. And he goes, those are the only words in this whole song. It and was I a listened. real banger in the 90s. You know? <laughs> and, um. it, and it was right. It was only, those are the only words except for like one other line, I think. I feel like when you're like leading something like this, though, you do... Because I I compare it to any of the other guests we have. You have to have a certain level of humbleness that you carry yourself with. We were talking about before you got here. Because if you're shouting yourself out all the time and you're the only one on your boat and just look what I'm doing. Hey, everybody, look at this. There's no room for anyone else Mm -hmm. to join the movement. Mm -hmm. And so you got to leave room for other people to kind of do your cheers for you. Because if you do it, then that's just you don't want to be around that person. Well, and when I was even thinking about the magazine, I had to think about just branding in general and how do I want it to come across? How do like, what is a consistent brand that I want to stay with? And that doesn't just mean colors. That doesn't just mean design. You really have to have like the heart behind your brand. Mm. And one of the words that I wrote down, I wish I remember the other ones was humility because I wanted it to be humble from the beginning because I mean, it's not about me at all. And Yes, I'm the person that is making it, but in, in my mind, I'm like, you guys are giving me an excuse to be able to create something that feeds my soul to be able to create because mm. I realize that I thrive when I'm creatively challenged. So you guys are doing me a favor in being able to do this. And I learned of so many talented people that it was just easy of like, of course, you guys are going to be highlighted. And I have a whole list of people to go off of. Yeah. So. And just to give you guys an idea, this isn't like a magazine that you're going to see like in the grocery store when you're checking out the people, whatever. Well, that'd uh, be fun. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I don't want to rule that out yet. <laughs> Safeway, hit me up. Wait, you don't have Safeways here. No, uh, you have Vons. It's, I know what it is. About. I forget which one we, we have like into. Save Mart. Safeway Safe is Vons. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Safeway, yeah. Yes. And then okay. Save Mart has their other one too. What's their uh, out of town name? I can't remember what it is. Growing up, we had an Albertsons, but I don't. Well, Albertsons. Lucky's was Albertsons, wasn't it? Yeah, Vons, I think, owns Albertsons now. There's still a few left. Wow. Oh. It's just all one company, you know? Dude. Okay. Corporate America. Well, I definitely interrupted that thought. with Management. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot where we were going with that. Well, no, but what I was oh, going to say is describing because yeah. like, it's not like a flimsy like old magazine that you flip through. You found out that like aliens do exist. and like, Which we already knew. Spotted. We don't need her magazine to say that. Yeah, but that is in the next issue. Oh, shoot. Oh, spoiler alert. <sighs> <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> but no, I love how like all the pages are, have like the matte finish mm-hmm. and just the photography done in it. And it's also cool that like these are all people that live here in our backyard in Fresno. Um, but it's really is just like I feel like I'm holding an actual book, like a hardcover book almost. And like mm-hmm. a sad day I came home today and my two little girls had gone through it. And <laughs> I know. Some of the corners are bent. It's a little bit. It was so. I know where to find some more. (laughs) Okay, cool. I told him it adds character. 
Yeah. I said, it's yeah. almost better that it looks this way because she's going to see him like, wow, he really has gone through this thing Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. That's what I would have thought. I'm like, uh, he is sitting down. Yes. Yeah. I'm really diving like, in. Dog-eared pages. These are all of <laughs> Preston's favorites. Um, the page, that was something that I knew from the start as I wanted it to be matte. I wanted it to be thick. I didn't want the glossy, flimsy magazine pages yeah. because I'm a big texture person and I liked that feel. And to have it feel kind of more like a coffee table book, mm-hmm. but without the hardcover. But that might be something that eventually comes out. It was sitting on our, literally like on our living room table, like for the longest time. And then the girls got a hold of it. You're just going to overlook that she said there's a hardcover maybe in the near future? <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't have focus, a lot of information on that, though. <laughs> but that has been something that some people have asked me about. So I think there might be something bigger coming out with that. In We're the just future. planting the seed right now. You guys yeah. can water that with your minds. Let me know. Uh, Let maybe, me know how you feel about hardcover. Maybe it blossoms into a flower. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. Uh, speaking of the future, how? what are some goals you have with this to kind of put you on the spot? Because I know that's your favorite thing. I love being on the spot. It's <laughs> absolutely my favorite thing. Um, goals with it. By the way, I've probably said um like 600 times. It's okay. It's I fine. say like We actually lot, donate a penny to a local charity every time you say um. So. um she just uh, starts going um, 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 um. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, you're good. Side thought. Um, <clears throat> goals with it. At this point, I feel like I'm still in, I mean, it's so early. I'm still in the learning stages of doing what I'm doing. Like, I did not walk into this thinking that I was any sort of expert. Um, I think I broke your chair, though. It's okay. It's my wife. She'll get over it. Okay, cool. And (laughs) so I I am still learning. And there's even been some changes between the first and second issue as I get more comfortable and relaxed. But there are things that I would like to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely was so inspired by the actual meeting of people for the Friendsgiving that I do want to keep doing some sort of event with each issue. And so I have the next one planned that I'm really excited about it and I wish I could say it. But um, I prefer the hype. The yeah. hype's way better. Keep Ooh. it that way. Okay. Teasing. Hopefully it's that Teasing. exciting when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I am really excited about that one. That's a, I must say on a side note, the hardest part of this magazine is that I have to keep things to myself for like three months at a time yeah. at least, which is also really fun. And I think we live in such an instant gratification oh, world yeah, anyway that I, I I like being able to kind of keep things down. Um, well, you sent us those pictures today, and I wanted to make a posting immediately. Well, I said... And then, you, oh, no, you did. Yes. And then I was like, well, I know we're going to do one on the the I Love You Man website. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to waste our one on my own personal account. Uh-huh. And oh, no, so I, I just, like, just got to wait till it's over. And then how would I caption this? Like, it's just me. Me and Preston. <laughs> like, and then it's just... I don't like those captions that have nothing to do with the picture mm-hmm. where it's like someone just takes a selfie like huh, when you're late and you're like, what? It's just a picture <laughs> of you. But that's all. I just <laughs> had to say, I get what you're saying. Like I saw those pictures. I wanted to post it immediately. Yeah. 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 And, and I do that too. Cause with my own photography, I've decided to challenge myself to have one of my own shoots in each issue. And so as much as it sounds like four bigger shoots a year would be very little, that was more than what I was doing before. Um, so doing those where I did a shoot with Daughters of Simone and, and with a fantastic model and a few other contributors, and I have had to keep those to myself for about two months now. And with, you know, especially with it being my own creation, I'm excited about it and you're used to sharing that and I, I, I can't do that, but yeah. it's, it's good to practice that restraint. I wouldn't be a good magazine. Head. <laughs> I'm you terrible at secrets and like keeping, yeah, just be terrible. Um, but no, we were talking about gold. Sorry, I cut you off. Um, mm-hmm. just, and I kind of, I get it too, because with us, 
the play it by play it by ear thing. Mm-hmm. We've just been going about this. People ask us, so what's the game plan? I think oh, if no. you asked us three weeks ago, we wouldn't have known we were doing a season two. Mm-hmm. Breaking it down into one season versus ending it when we did, that was something my girlfriend tossed out. And then she told me, and then she told Preston, and Preston said, hey, what do you think about this? We're like, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. When what we thought was just going to be another episode was actually season finale. Okay. And so it's the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. you're just, it's almost better that way. Well, I'm putting as much effort into each issue that, you know, me accomplishing another issue, I'd take a nap after that. I feel like I have done something. I feel like I have accomplished a goal before I move on to the next one. But also the fun of currently being the only person involved is I kind of get to make the rules in a way. And so that there has been some freedom once I can relax and be like, well, if you want to do things different or if if it turns out that it's you know, people are wanting to go in this direction, or if in a year I do something with a hardcover back, um, <laughs> then, really then that one you know, that's that those things kind of mold themselves over time. And I am looking forward to seeing what happens with it. Did you like grow up reading a magazine like one of those magazines off of the the uh, the checkout aisle? I I was a big Vogue fan, and I actually oh. have every Vogue since 2008. Oh my gosh. And so I'm really big into the photography and I really like I really like their creative director, Grace Coddington. Um I <clears throat> now get it in the mail, but I used to go out and pick the one that had like the most perfect spine in the store because they used to be displayed on my shelf all in a row, just the white spines. And Dang. I loved that. And so I'd go pick out the perfect one and then whenever I got them, I'd bring them home. I look at the photography feature in the back because it was always like the 12-page spread in the back. And I'd put it down. And then the next day, I'd go through the entire thing. And then it would go on the shelf and it would live there until I needed some inspiration. Or I used to get multiple copies if I wanted to tear something out or write something in them. And I'm not as about it anymore. They changed their font on the spine. Oh. And so it throws off your hole when they're lined up. Yeah. So. And it sh- that shouldn't be a big deal, but that be- that became a deal. So I'm I've become a little more relaxed with them now. <laughs> really so- I'm really sad about the font change. I've never like met anyone that collects magazines like that, so I think it's dope. Um every time I think of, you know, a legitimate good magazine like you mm-hmm. bring up Vogue, um I always draw to uh Meryl Streep's character in mm-hmm. Devil Wears Prada, which is very accurate. To okay, I was, okay, see, I was yeah. going to ask, like, you know, is that just how the world is? But one, whether it's realistic or not, that role that she did was just like, I, I bought into it heavily. Oh, yeah. I thought that's who she was as a person. Mm-hmm. But secondly, are you saying that's how, if, you, if you're in that position, that's how people are in the professional no, world? No, that's, that's how the editor of Vogue is. That was, I mean, that was... Oh, okay, see, I yeah. didn't know that. It was to resemble her character. No way. Yeah. Um, and that's how I act at home with my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw my coat. Throw your coat in your yeah. dog every time you get home? Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the manuscript for the new Harry Potter, and your dog never comes through. Which I've never actually read or seen any movies. You know, there's no happy medium. There's either people that love it or the ones that didn't want to try it. Okay. Yeah. That was the most relaxed response I've ever heard to that. I feel like after I say that, I have to like take duck and cover. Uh, mm. because I, people, I hate that response. Yeah. yeah. Or on anything. I'm a very medium response guy with Harry Potter, actually. I only read it to book four, and then I'm like, ah, these are getting way too big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my limit. I'm throwing the towel in. I'll wait till the movies come out. <laughs> there's, there's other stuff, too, where people like want to attack you when you knock something down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, I'm trying to think of another one now that I just like, whoa, oh, chill there's out. like so many. Like, like food places. Food places. Oh. Um, the, I mean, movies in general, but like, uh, I remember when, uh, I mean, I don't know if Game of Thrones is like that. I've never watched it, but like people are like big time Game of Thrones fans and mm-hmm. like they quote it every single day. I've never understood attacking people over it though. I've never seen it. People, they don't attack, but like when, if like you were to say somebody like, Oh, have you ever seen The Office? And they say, Oh, no. that's one of yeah. them. Yeah. They, or if you say you don't like The Office, you mm-hmm. will get scrutinized oh, heavily. Yeah. Sure. 100%. Which I didn't at first. I get, so I had never seen Harry Potter. I've never seen any of The Lord of the Rings. And not until I was like 25 had I ever seen Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, so Star- those are okay, three. These are, these those are like three the really most, large ones. Those are the most popular exactly. ones. Like people throw gonna, garbage at me yeah. out of their cars <laughs> at that point. Yeah. You start getting hate mail after this. Yeah, basically. But I, I did watch. Well, I watched the first six. Of Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because what, there's... What's the verdict? Eight now? Oh, I enjoyed them. I I haven't watched any of the new stuff, though. Oh, okay. Mm. No, I, I think that... Yeah, it's... Again, I, I everything you listed, I've seen, but I do not obsess over. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to judge someone's personality off of it. This is the right like, If you really want to start a fire, tell someone you don't like Doghouse. And then they're just going to jump on you like yeah. crazy. Like, are you kidding? Best fries and try to the- bed town. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said, like, you thought of... You said Devil's Wears Prada, right? Mm-hmm. The first movie I thought it was 13 going on 30. <laughs> <laughs> that really shows personality. Yep. I'm a that. big Mark Ruffalo fan. What can uh, I say? I felt so bad for his character as a kid in that movie. What a dude. Aww. He got treated like crap, so man. Cute. Yeah. You yeah. know? He's a nice guy. You always got to fight for him. Yeah, but then we always... No, <laughs> we always let's hear it. Him. Let's hear it. Let's okay. hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> no, that movie, because I must admit I watched it like a month ago. It, it's it's always like the nice guy. But then the nice guy who... Doesn't he like leave his fiance on their wedding day or something? True, so he is... Oh, I must have oh, I don't know. that part out. I mean, I... Or like right before. I mean, he that's was fine. The, They're his, not supposed to be together. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I always... I just always think that that's such a funny casual thing in, in these People movies. overlook it, huh? People yeah. overlook like that person that gets left. Yeah. Like, they're not like a main character, yeah. but... Because you're like, oh yeah, these people were always supposed to be together. I'm like, wait, but... Uh, that person uh, just got brutally done. Yeah, how much money went into that wedding and you're just leaving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy from The Notebook. Rachel McAdams left him, which I get. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that guy was an asshole. I didn't like him. I thought he was okay. Obviously, I wanted her to be with freaking whatever Noah. Noah was that his name in the movie? That was his name, yeah. Um, but if you think about it, she just up and left this dude. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have seen it. I, I, ra- just, I, I don't, raise a ruckus over it. I don't remember it very well. I know that there was a house and great movie. Some birds I'll let you borrow and, it. I own it. Okay. As long as you bring it back to me. Have you seen um, <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love? No. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of movies, so okay. It's, okay. I, yeah. We just won't get into that then. Yeah. <laughs> I can say no a lot to all these yeah. movies, but I no. might not have seen it. I was just going to go on a Ryan Gosling tangent, but oh. if you know, it would be hard to go on that if you didn't see it. We should movies. have an episode about it. Yeah. It, it would literally be kind of, I love you, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Which we might do. I can yeah, go on you could do that, right? Just us, right? Yeah. Easily. <laughs> um, but I think I already said this before, but just wanted to plug it out there again. If you guys haven't, you can pick up. The UR Fresno Magazine, issue number two at Route, um, which is downtown off Fulton Street, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Is it always going to be there even after release date? Or where do they get it? They can't make a release date, can they? 
So Root carries it as a retailer. Um, I will always do a release with each quarterly issue. So March 1st, June 1st, September 1st, and December 1st. Cool. Save the date. Um, they'll be different for what they are in different places. Yeah. The first one was a bigger one because it was the release of the entire thing. This is, I'll have a table and... Yeah. Um, but you can also get it online. And then if you follow along either on social media or on my website, it's always going to talk about like vendor fairs or pop-ups that I do. Cool. I try to do stuff on the weekends okay. to get out there. Cause I enjoy selling them in person. I enjoy cool. meeting everybody. Yeah. So. That is a cool aspect. And you brought up like you sell them online. Does that like this online, that word like with like online magazine, does that like worry or scare you at all? Or do you think this is like in a whole other realm? Like, cause it's not like, you know how you can now read newspapers online mm-hmm. and like people like usually don't get newspapers thrown to their door anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think like that affects people buying a hard copy of your magazine? I so I haven't switched to a digital copy yet, but yeah. that is something that I will probably do just for those I mean there's people that don't that don't care about print and and that's not yeah. for me to worry about. Um if they don't want it then that's okay. And then also just the convenience for some people. And also I t- it costs like $7 to ship one of these within San or San Jose within Fresno. Dang. And so I don't charge that much because if anyone sees that, why would they ever buy it? Yeah. But it's it's really expensive for shipping. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out too. They'll, there's some things that will change in that over time. But in the end, I do encourage in-person sales because I love to meet people. Yeah. And so that becomes my, well, it's my like, weekend. Yeah, if you have the opportunity, like if you really like a book and like to meet the author, like why wouldn't you? Exactly. That's mm-hmm. a good way to look at it. Um, and I personally am a big fan of if I download a book on like the Kindle app, most likely I will never finish it. Mm-hmm. If you, if I buy a book, like a physical book and have to flip through the pages, I almost always finish it. Well, and that's the thing about print that is just so romantic is that when print creates an experience and that was another reason why mm-hmm. I am so passionate about it because when you're about to go read a magazine or a book, you get comfortable, you get your cup of coffee or whatever you grab your pillow, you put on your sweater, whatever situation you're doing, you get comfortable and you dedicate mm-hmm. a moment to that. And, and I wanted that. And that's, I, I didn't want it to just be a scrolling thing. And also see, I make them online and I see it on the computer for months at a time and I get it in person and it's completely different. It's a completely different experience. It looks different to me. Yeah. I admittedly teared up the first time I saw the first one. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Because it just, it, it's not the same feel. It's the same way that a photographer always says you need to print out your photos because your photos digitally and your photos in your hand, it's, it's very different. And I personally like the in hand. So there we go. I would agree. I'd like to end on that note, honestly. Yeah. Um, Michelle, thank you for stopping by and like sharing your story and just about this magazine. Just opening up. Yeah. It's not the most comfortable thing. So we appreciate it. I was very nervous, but thank you for thinking that it's a story worth telling. <laughs> no problem at all. And um, go ahead and hop on Instagram. It is heavily picture based. So I know that's how we view all our pictures. So um, spread the word. Try and make it out for the initial launch or route. If not, there's multiple ways to get it. Yeah. Um, the Instagram is at urfresno dot, dot mag, mag. Yeah. dot mag. Don't forget it. Um, but yeah, and also, you know, the founder, all the hard work, sweat, and tears behind this thing, Michelle Daly. Thank you for stopping by. Um, 
And welcome to season two, everyone. Um, just want to say again, if you guys didn't catch the quesadilla question of the week before, you can go ahead, let them know that you listened to this episode, um, and you guys will get 10% off your next quesadilla, quesadilla, however you want to say it. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Um, don't forget to be nice to everyone. Just be nice to people. If you do have a moment because of season one or this episode, because of Preston's be nice moments... Please let us know. Direct message us. If you decided to be nice to someone because of Preston, Ooh. I want to know. If you are nice to someone <laughs> and you have a crazy story, tell us. We will feature it on the next episode <laughs> if it's like appropriate and all that stuff. But um, thank you guys for listening. We love you. Peace. <laughs>